Bullshit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. Oh, we know you have been waiting, waiting, waiting days and days and days and days to find out what we think of stuff. And right. uh, frankly, we've already gotten some requests, Britt, to go double shift today. Just go oh. on and on and on and on. I don't know about that, but here's the recap of episode one of Hard Knocks. Now, what happened was they're opening up this <laughs> brand new stadium in Los Angeles, and it's yeah. called SoFi Stadium. It's supposed to be just technologically the greatest marvel in the history of the world. And you got Sean McVay, the coach of the. That's what people want to hear about. <laughs> the, the only thing lamer than that was for me to say, "Hey, Britt, finally a winner is coming out of Oakland." Kamala Harris. <laughs> I do like that. Britt's a Raiders fan. He, he yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Raiders leave, and a winner finally appears in Oakland. That's fantastic. Okay. All right, so let's let's play a little game, a little contest here. What is the lowest form of attempted taking down and insulting and trying to diminish the uh, choosing of Kamala Harris by Joe Biden by the right wingers and Fox and the what's the worst one that or, or what's the worst theme that you're seeing quickly emerge because because of yep. course they, they seem to be. I think we can agree. They're having trouble. It is, yeah. Trying to come up with, but but that, that doesn't mean they're not going to try, and that doesn't mean they're not going to succeed, and that doesn't mean they're not going to keep picking and poking and I, and, and trying to, to to turn her into uh, you know a, a lump of oatmeal. There. What's oh. what's your what's your number one one? Well, keep in mind, all of these attacks are thinly veiled racist attacks. I okay. mean, there's, there's just no. no there, I mean, all, all all of it is that. I mean, you try to couch it in. This, that, this, that, this, that. I, I think the, the lowest hanging fruit that they go for is the Marxist, communist, leftist, hate the rich, okay. want to destroy American values as we know them. And I'm sure that as the term California values been spouted out about 5,000 times and vomited into your face between well, uh, yesterday and today. Well, you, you don't want to use all your bullets. <laughs> sure. Okay. Right, I so think here, that's, here, here, that's my mine. favorite one because it's just right. so easy and so tired and so trite. Yeah. And here's mine. She's not really black. <laughs> I love it. You know, I love she's, it. she's 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 South Asian, right? In from India and and Jamaica. Her, her, her father, I think, is is uh, from India, and her, her mother's J- Jamaican. So she's not and, and really black. So she's not really black. So she has been <laughs> riding the wave of blackness to her advantage all of her when, when she's really not black and you know great. that and and by the way there's a uh somebody stuck up on my facebook some some bullshit line out of uh from michael savage okay who is oh, good as, as i like to call him a a several decades radio cancer on America, <laughs> he that's really what he is. is. He's that's exactly rich. right. And and his his research, and nobody does more research than Michael Savage, Doctor Savage, right? That uh, Kamala Harris's, uh, I think it's his mother's great uncle was a slave owner in Jamaica. So, oh, okay. So that, therefore, okay. So, okay. so this is where they go. This is birtherism 2020. That's what this is. Okay. I, and by, by the way, come at it from this angle. Let's say she really, really was black. 
That would be satisfying to Republicans. They wouldn't be racist at all if she was the descendant of two American black slaves, because that's what Republicans really want. And, and again, if you go back five <laughs> generations and you find out that all of her ancestors were 100 percent African-American, this this wouldn't be an attack. Well, There's no way would, possible they would no, go that, after. That would just be a good thing. So, right. That would I don't. Be and I don't want, the reason that I'm laughing is the attack. I, I don't want to dismiss how hurtful this has been to a lot of mixed race women in particular. Mixed race women over a period of time have been told that they're not black enough by a variety of different people. They will mm-hmm. say that their hair is too straight. They will. Be, there have been women who have are, are mixed race women. They say their butt's not big enough to be a real black woman. This is something that really happens. And for this sort of stupid shit to go on, and for them to throw this at her is so awful. And I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this in general. Let me, let me get through this. When when this happened and it was announced that she was the pick, I was ecstatic because as you know, that was I thought the easy choice. For Joe Biden in, in a, a, a field of really good choices, I thought this was the home run. And I still feel it's the home run. It took approximately 0.3 seconds for a, a plague, a murder of white dudes to immediately come out and just try to just attack her any way possible. There, and there's I think a feeling I've, talk, I've talked to some people in the black community. I don't know if you know this. I, there, there is a feeling that in among black people, if a black person accomplishes anything, mm-hmm. there's always some white motherfucker trying to just cut the legs out from under them and diminish their accomplishments in any way possible. Oh, and when you go when you go after this woman and when you attack her on the stupidest grounds possible, you've outlined a few. We'll go over a few more. What you're truly doing is you are attacking all women of color, and we can all see it. Every one of us can see it. So don't act like that's not what this is. Don't act like these are specific attacks against this one woman. These are attacks against all women of color, and it is writ large for the world to see. Go ahead. Well, I think you're even underplaying how horrendously pernicious it is and how, I think, outdated it is. Uh, keeping in mind that the latest numbers coming out of Nate Silver, the uh, guy who at this time four years ago said it was 70-30 that Hillary was going to win, he's almost coming out with the exact same calculation right now. 70-30, Biden, and you know we know how that turned out, but that doesn't necessarily mean this is the same kind of uh, uh, election, that it's going to be identical and that Trump is going to pull an inside straight. And, and start to uh, win, 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 win. Um, here's another variation on that, okay? And uh, speaking as a uh, Jewish guy in his 60s, I'm going to beat the shit out of Ari Fleischer, who was one of George W. Bush's press secretaries, a Jewish guy. I think he's in his late 50s. Yeah. He goes on uh, Fox and told, tells uh, Laura Ingraham, I mean, that's how her name is spelled, isn't it? Shouldn't it I is. say it that way? Yes. yes. <laughs> if you See what Brad is playing off of is Tucker Carlson went apeshit because somebody was telling him the correct pronunciation of Kamala, and he couldn't handle it. He goes on for like three minutes about how he shouldn't have to pronounce her name that way. No, actually, I was going off the old uh, Chris Matthews Dick Cheney. <laughs> Dick Cheney. The Tucker Carlson <laughs> clip is wonderful because the guest is just saying that's that's how her name is pronounced. Right. She's on a national ticket. You should pronounce it. He, ah, why are white people are getting killed? There's there's <laughs> nothing worse than fact checking 
done on Fox to but the Fox host. And by the way, can I can I just throw this in as a side? I'll get back to, to where I was going with Ari Fleischer in a second here. Because um, in the last few days, I mean, Trump has been masterful at just being a complete senile, dunce, intentionally moronic dolt by, again, saying 1917 during the 1918 flu, calls it 1917 flu, and then he doubled it up by saying that the 1970 flu, 17 flu, when it came out, probably that's what ended World War II, which, of course, was, you know, <laughs> 25 years later. Sure. I mean, he, he, the, 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 the senility that's there, I, I think, insulates Joe Biden more than we know. It's we don't realize yet. Now, back to Ari. I, I just feel like a bomb ended World War II for some reason. I think I read that yeah. somewhere. Yeah. yeah, you want to argue it for the facts? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so Ari Fleischer goes on Laura Ingraham and yeah. says, I just question whether or not this is going to boost African-American turnout at all. I don't think it will. Okay. Oh. Now, th- see, this is the kind of just gaslighting bullshit, okay, that – you can you can turn it inside out in about one tenth of a second because obviously had Joe Biden picked Elizabeth Warren or or some white person the first thing they'd be saying on Fox is well Joe Biden has completely lost the black vote okay but the fact that Kamala Harris is the choice that has nothing to do with solidifying the black vote that has nothing to do with trying to to regain the Barack Obama, Joe Biden coalition of voters from 2008 and 2012. That has nothing to do with that. No, this, this is just, she's just not that historically exciting to African Americans. This is Ari Fleischer. She certainly wasn't during the primary. And that was one of the biggest reasons Biden picked her in order to win. I don't see it. Okay. So, so, that's, these are, so these are these are the two attacks we've established so far. Not black enough and right. boring. She's just incredibly boring. Is that is that? Is, well, if if you take it to its logical conclusion, the fact that Kamala Harris was the choice of Joe Biden, what a huge opportunity that is for Donald Trump to grab that black vote. Well, you know, that's the even, narrative. I can't even say it without giggling because it's that's so the stupid. bullshit narrative that the Trump White House is trying to put out there. That, yeah, oh, right. that's the guy we wanted. That's that's who we wanted him to pick the whole time because yeah. we are less afraid of her than anything else. I, I, that, I, do, I do believe that Chris Wallace has already smacked that one down he on did. Fox. He killed it. <laughs> so she's not black enough and she's boring. Uh, also, she's a Marxist. Now, the, this is one of my my favorite attacks. Now is uh, the she was just I, I, isn't that that she was just too hard on the minority community when she was uh, prosecuting them? Isn't that like one of the attacks that she, she she was really tough and too tough on on people of color, and she should not have been that tough on them when she was prosecuting? Well. You have to pick your side here. She was either right. too tough because right. she was a prosecutor and did her job, or she was the most liberal prosecutor in America because there was the one case where a cop was shot and she declined to go for the death penalty, and the guy is in prison for life right now. Mm-hmm. And so she's soft on crime, but she's too hard on crime. Yeah, so, so, you- so you know what? You know what that tells you? She's perfect. That is the that is the perfect narrative. When everybody's pissed at you, you're probably doing something right, right? 
Uh, I've also I've gotten a whiff of she's a flip flopper. You know, she was for Medicare for all and then she wasn't and then she was for this. So they're going to try the old flip flop Rooney on her. Cause, you know, <laughs> guess what? Guess what? The the policy choices or preferences of a vice presidential candidate mean um, put your put your 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 thumb on your finger one billionth of an inch apart from each other. Okay, <laughs> that that's how much. They, does anybody know exactly what Mike Pence's policy preferences are? Right. Yes. No. He, he do, yes, it is to to make sure that gay people do not have the same rights as straight people. I, that is his I, policy preference. I understand. And and has he been able to enact those rules and laws? Has, has he gotten any legislation? It doesn't matter. It does not matter. This was. The safest choice, but sometimes the safest choice can be the right choice. And I really, really doubt that when this is over, that if Joe Biden were to lose, there would be hand-wringing, and they would be saying, well, if he just would have chosen person X, they would have won. I don't think that that's going to be possible. It's going to be about Joe Biden and and Donald Trump anyway. And we get wrapped up in this for, for a couple days here, and then we we move on. Oh, I think another theme that you have to, to not discount is the he doesn't even want to be president. He is bringing her on board so he can resign a week later and make her the president, and that that's the deal that's been made. And if he does stay on, he's not going to be doing anything. She's going to be running the show because you know what, Britt? Here's the she's the A word, ambitious. Oh no, she is ambitious. She is oh, way no. too ambitious. And the way she treated Attorney General nominee Bill Barr was disgusting. She was nasty. She was nasty to him, and she was nasty to Brett Kavanaugh. And we cannot have an you know what word hasn't come up yet? It will. Ready? The U word. Uppity. You know it. Uppity. You know it. Because, you know, the, again, the white males are taking it on the chin. They just can't call anybody they want to. They just can't rape anybody they want to. They just can't grab anybody's ass like they used to. They're not getting promoted like they used to. And how dare she on national television remind us that a black slash Indian woman can go toe to toe with a white guy when he's trying to feed her a line of bullshit. So for all of you guys down in Calhoun County, Georgia, or whatever, riding around with your gun rack and you're still trying to polish up that Confederate flag for the weekend, she is a stark reminder that your America, uh, Donald Trump is so close to bringing it back, and this woman stands in the way. By the way, <laughs> by the way speaking of, of, of Jamaica, and uh, this is a, a painful combining of, of two things that have nothing to do with each other. But uh, Kamala Harris has uh, Jamaican heritage in her. And that comedian, Sarah Cooper, uh, was born in Jamaica. Her family moved here when she was three. So so technically, she's she is Jamaican. But I don't know if you saw her do Jimmy Kimmel's show last night. She was the guest host. No, I got to see that. That sounds I fantastic. Am, I am I telling you, Britt. She is a goddamn star already. She's brilliant. She is. She, she is so. Brilliant. She was so good because uh, you know the first seven minutes is just her doing kind of a monologue. Yeah. And it was so pitch perfect, self-effacing, funny, and delivered just just perfectly. I mean, she's a very funny person, and 
I believe since I noticed that this morning and, and, and posted the clip, it's on YouTube, even Jimmy Kimmel, um, or on my page, uh, they already announced she's got some kind of a deal with Netflix. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's already happening. I think she's, she's the next big breakout comedy star and uh I, I, I could be i could be wrong here i don't think tiktok is big enough for her no i don't think so i think it's going to contain her but i'm not is she black enough that is my real problem is yeah, I'm, well, as okay. i'm looking at yeah. sarah cooper I, I did overlook that i did overlook that yeah is that i don't know that hair looks pretty straight it's just it's just so insidious to hear these especially these white guys on fox well see here, <laughs> i think here's the difference here's why this will not work in enough numbers to to uh uh turn america into whatever it was 50 60 70 years ago where where you could do this kind of racist shit out in in public when you look at who was marching when you look at who was protesting over the last few months around the country it was a lot of white people. <laughs> it was a it lot was. of white people. It was. And, and they're not going to be swayed. They're not going to be changed. And the, the, it, it is, it's, it's yesterday's campaign. They're trying to run yesterday's campaign today. And I don't think it's going to work now to be, to be fair with myself and to criticize myself here. Yes, it's not 1968, it's not the 50s, it's not resistance against segregation, uh, against integration anymore. I mean, but the, there was not social media, there was not the embedded conservative uh, uh, cabal that there is today, and there weren't Russians feeding the bear, so to speak. And the amount of, of, of Russian BS that is filtering through apparently on, on, on Facebook particularly right now is, is overwhelming. I mean, w- when you hear the Facebook, I believe the last number I heard from Zuckerberg, they, they've hired, hired 20,000 people to, to, to monitor shit. And, you know, Facebook deserves all the crap that, that everybody gives it. But just think about how many 20,000 people is, and that's probably not even close to the number of, of folks that are needed to, to, to monitor things and try to clean shit up and they don't get to everything and it does get through and they've become so much more sophisticated. The Russians have in laundering the hate and laundering the lies through all kinds of what appear to be legitimate sites. And they have ways of, of moving through one level to another level to another level. And then by the time you see it, you have no idea that it was uh, produced, directed, and written by Russian trolls in a building in St. Petersburg. You, j- you just don't know it. And uh, I guess media literacy may be the most important thing that is going to decide right. the election, because if uh, enough people can be convinced that Whatever we're talking about, we're avoiding the most important issue, which is that your city is about to be burned down by Marxist, Leninist, Antifa people with masks over their face who uh, want to steal your children, uh, ra- rape your uh, rape your mother, and and burn your house. I mean, that's what they're going to push. You know, do you know that hard. Do you know that Vince McMahon has even created an Antifa type group on uh, wrestling? On his wrestling program on Monday Night Raw, uh, lefties to boo. 
it's 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 such a you know it's it's such a veiled attempt to try to to clown the Antifa crowd, but that's exactly you know, what he's done. He he's he's blown this several times trying this kind of crap. Of course he? he has. Of course he has many times. I'm telling you, there's not much difference between him and Donald Trump. There really is not a whole lot of difference. And and at this point, he is just like Donald Trump as the dotter, the the demented doddering old man kind of spinning in his room. Well, you, you would know this. Uh, uh, the big difference is. That Donald Trump's mail order bride uh, came from Eastern Europe. That's correct. And, and Vince McMahon. Did, he just went with the domestic version. He just right. he just went with the Havelock version. Right. Well, what, what what was that all about? I I would like to revisit. I think one of the other attacks that they're going to use against Kamala Harris is one that they're going to just recycle from the Obama years, and that's going to be that her stilted, professorial, erudite kind of speech. You know, that she speaks, she's, she's up in the ivory tower. Now, if you've ever heard this woman truly speak, you know that she does a fantastic job. What are you, nuts? Well, she does, she does a great job of what they call code switching. She's very able to talk to the average everyday person about the things that are going on in their lives and the worries that they have. But she's also an, she's an incredibly smart person with a tremendous vocabulary. And if you want to go toe to toe with her and try to feed her some bullshit in legalese or in stilted language, she can come right back at you and kick your ass. So that's that's one thing that they're going to try. And again, this plays upon some of the Trump voters who absolutely want to feel you, you've heard Dave Chappelle make this joke that Donald Trump was elected because he made the lowliest white person feel like they were better than the most uh, accomplished black person. Well, that's a I mean, version. I, that's that's from Lyndon Johnson. Exactly. That, that's exactly what Lyndon Johnson always said. So, so that's, again, how dare this woman think that she is blankety blank when she's just another black person. And that's going to be, again, kind of the, the veiled thing that's going on here. And they will. They'll recycle that professorial thing. She's in academia and uh, elitist and all of that horseshit they always do with this woman. But there is any anyone who has heard her speak to a group, they come away. There's one common word they come away with, and it's badass. That's what this woman is, and that's what Bill Barr got a taste of, and that's what Brett Kavanaugh got a taste of. She can be a very kind person, but she does not suffer fools lightly, and if you try to take her for an idiot, she'll kick your ass six ways to Sunday. Here's another word that you that is associated with this woman that scares the shit out of the Trump campaign and every Republican, and that word is charisma. This woman is loaded with effing charisma, and they can't do a damn thing about it. She connects with people, and she connects particularly. They don't even understand how there are, are women out there that are going to connect with this woman, and they just can't handle it. And they, that's why they have to do these little attacks on not being black enough and all of this other horseshit because they they're scared. They know that this this may have been the closing argument for Joe Biden. This may have been their last opportunity for a turnover in this game and he not only held on to the ball, he ran that fucker all the way to the end zone. They can't get over that. Well, um I I think again that this is the thought process and the campaign style and idea of decades ago and there's a reason that 40 plus seats switched in 2018 because of what happened in the suburbs around the usual places milwaukee charlotte columbus raleigh philadelphia atlanta you know they switched and you had uh, some seats that, that went Republican out in Oklahoma and, and places like that. And that's because 
uh, yeah, women who Trump is now trying to address on Twitter as suburban housewives. What the what the fuck kind of world are you living in? You think Donna Reed is the number one show on TV? Yes. You think Father Knows Best? You know what? You should at least call them desperate housewives, okay? It's a it's Samantha <laughs> on Bewitched fixing dinner for her husband who's at the ad agency all day. It's that kind of shit. That's the yeah, world but, he lives in. But that was a mythical sitcom. But it wasn't re- not to him. But, but, not to him. But it, it, by the way, there may be some more suburban housewives now than there were uh, a year ago. That's because so many of them are out of work That's because right. they lost their jobs and they are what we call involuntary suburban housewives. But they're not sitting around thinking, wow, Donald Trump, what a great guy. He's done a great job. This is not going to work. And Kamala Harris is a, is a great, not even a secret weapon. She is a weapon to be able to talk to those people in a much more honest and direct way than Donald Trump or, God forbid, excuse me, Mike Pence uh, ever, ever will be able to to uh, to do it. And I think they know they're in trouble in the suburbs, and that's where this this election is going to be decided. Let's face it, rural America, Trump. Uh, inner city, Biden. The suburbs, up for grabs, and the 2018 pattern has been holding in, in not only those elections, but in subsequent elections in you know special cases since then. And there's nothing that uh, uh, appears on the horizon right now that is going to turn that around. Although uh, Democrat big city mayors and big city police chiefs, they they do have to get a a, a hold on some of the violence that has, has broken out, whether it's random, whether it's out of context, it doesn't matter. It exists, and because of social media and because the Russians are watching and are able to edit shit and make it look worse than it is, and because there's one channel on your TV that runs at 24-7, it needs to be uh, addressed. But guess who's in a good position to address that? The former prosecutor and attorney general right. of California. So had... Uh, Joe Biden pick anybody else but her, I think that that whole theme that they're trying to weave would be tougher to, um, to, to, to bat back. But she's the, she's the perfect person, I think, to do it. She understands the law. She understands the rules. You don't have to explain them to her. She's been there. I mean, the, remember, when you're the Attorney General of California, you are overseeing the second largest justice department in the country. I think she oversaw 5,000 lawyers, 5,000 fucking lawyers in, in California as the uh, attorney general there. So, so she's uh, really, if I may just say, say a, a better attorney general than even Bill Barr. No, I don't that know if that, uh, let's not go crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the contrast between those two individuals when Mike Pence and, Kamala Harris stand on stage is going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing for people to look at. When you have this self-made woman who has turned out to be brilliant in her entire career and done some amazing things versus this ass who was a talk show host and was picked out of Donald Trump's butt and looks like cotton on King of the Hill, I think there's going to be a tremendous uh, contrast <laughs> when those two step on stage. I mean, I, I, that was my post yesterday was that smell you that you're smelling is uh, Mike Pence crapping his pants. I don't think... 
you know, if ever there, I, I don't know if at this point, you know, you've heard for years that they want to get Pence off of the ticket and they want to get somebody like Nikki Haley in there. If they want to, you will know that the full panic has set in and that they sure. needed to break the glass yeah. in case of an emergency and that glass is broken if Mike Pence goes bye-bye because they're running out of time if they want to make that switch. Uh, but, yeah, Mike Pence might suddenly develop, I don't know, some sort of rare lymphoma. I'm not sure what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks, but thoughts and prayers for him spending time with his family. Yeah, uh, yeah the, it's going to be uh, the contract. I, I, I am not a, a political expert by any means, and this campaign knows what they're doing way more than I would, but I would have Kamala Harris in Georgia all the time i would have kamala harris i would have her speaking throughout georgia and i would i would pin that shit down hard but hey they know better than i do they'll put her where she needs to be uh to get the most votes this is maximum voter turnout i love elizabeth warren i love what elizabeth warren has done for this country and i am excited about what she's going to do in the future i think amy klobuchar has shown me that she is an amazing person and i think she's going to do some tremendous things in the future and there's any number. You want to talk about Stacey Abrams? I think Stacey Abrams has a tremendous future, and she's going to do a lot of great things. But this is maximum voter turnout, and Joe Biden and the Biden campaign made the right call on this one for sure. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think you can assume that this is like any other campaign in the past because it's not, and they just can't send her to Georgia. You can't be anywhere. You can't really be with masses of crowds you can have events and you can be have the backdrop and you can do all of that stuff i i'd put all i would i would make i would wear that ass out and i would i would make trump defend georgia so hard i and maybe texas as well because it would be amazing you have to rethink this this the travel thing because she can be just as effective going on local atlanta television local Atlanta tv all the time that'd be fine local tv interviews and um you you reach a lot more people that way and i think the biden campaign has got its uh, social media uh plans working a lot better from what i'm seeing right now coming through on on some of the stuff that i look at it's pretty good it it's pretty excellent and by the way it's it's kind of nice to have uh on your 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 uh, left flank the guys at the lincoln project Oh. I'm putting out great ads all the time. God bless be- George Conway. I never thought I would say that. Back in, ni- in the 1996 and 1997 when George Conway was kicking Bill Clinton's ass, I never thought I would say God bless George Conway. But, man, the Lincoln Project is, is doing some of the best work out there possible. And if Joe Biden ends up winning this election, it's going to be in large part because of what they've done. They have done some amazing stuff. Yeah, well, uh, and... You don't want to do any predictions, and I'm not going to do any predictions. Um, And, you know, things can happen. But uh, the other day, when I woke up, I think this was on Monday, and uh, the Russians announced that they have a vaccine, and Vladimir Putin says, oh, my daughter is on it, and she's she's got antibodies. And and, and, and I, I thought, You've got to be joking. You've got to be joking. And, you know, in, in a sense, they were because they call it Sputnik. OK, they call the vaccine Sputnik to uh, go back to the great uh, international geophysical year of 1957. A great Steely Dan song, right? I.G.Y. <laughs> I.G.Y. 1957. The Milwaukee Braves win the world championship. 
Right, and and so Sputnik goes up, and and the space race is on, and America is in a full panic because they beat us to the punch in putting up a whatever was it a dog or a monkey up in in space, Sputnik, and you know, off we went, and the next thing you know, John F. Kennedy is making this wild, crazy promise out of his mind. Oh, we're going to put a man on the moon in ten. By the end of the decade, we're going to do it. The end of the decade, and uh, <laughs> it actually happened. So um, I hope history repeats itself here because, of course, Sputnik, the actual space, turned out to be a big nothing when you look back in history. All it was was a catalyst to light a fire under the ass of the United States uh, science establishment and the governmental establishment to, to, to move things even faster and uh, when you talk about which country has been the most successful in space over 60 years, well, it's it's been us. I mean, for the last 20, we've been kind of moribund. But, you know, we're the ones that have put people on the moon several times and brought them back safely, as Byron McGregor said, in Gordon Sinclair's great song, The Americans. And uh, with the vaccine, it isn't who announces a fake vaccine that's not tested that probably won't work first it's going to be which drug company in in some western country does the real testing and can get it mass produced quickly and out to um uh, as much of the planet as possible but that was such a bs story but what i was thinking was you know over the last few weeks trump has said i've talked to putin a bunch of times, right? And then when someone asked him, well, did you bring up the fact that they put a bounty on the heads of American soldiers? I'm not going to tell you what we talked about. Can't tell well, you about that. The, and, of course, the answer to that is we know no. He never <laughs> brings it up. But, but what I'm wondering is if they had talked about the fact that if either of our countries get a vaccine, will you share it with us first? Will you be nice to us first? Will, and I, I just wondered if that had come up because – it would have been amazing if it had, and then Trump would have come out and said, well, I talked to Putin a few weeks ago, and he said we could have it if we wanted, but that didn't happen. This is one of my little little off-the-chart fantasies. How many how many of our dead soldiers would it cost to get the vaccine first? I mean, I, what's the price there? Can we sure. – can somebody follow up with that? Would that be is a question? Is there a ratio? Is there a formula? Is there is it three or four? Is five too many? Is tens a round right. number? All right, let's, let's finish up here with uh, college football, okay? Oh, I was hoping you'd because get there. Re remember, in the, the real scheme of what most people really, really care about in this country right now, it, it – as, as much as we love college football, as much as I changed my my picture on my Facebook page to the crying Brutus the Buckeye, all those kind of things. <laughs> no I mean, Michigan-Ohio State game this year. No Michigan. Oh, no. But, but, but you know what? I, it doesn't – it's not the driving thing in my life. Now, I, I, I do feel bad. I feel terrible for all the college towns that are really going to take it on the chin here from Ann Arbor, Michigan, Michigan, to Chapel Hill, North Carolina, to Athens, Georgia. I mean, all those small businesses, yeah, they're dead. I mean, it's just, it's just over for them. But th I'm, I think we talked about this last week. I can't believe I continue to read and hear the talk as if there's going to be a season. 
we're, we're, we're taking all the precautions. Now you've got two of the big five power conferences saying, well, no, there isn't. And they're still acting as if, what, the other three can't decide yet? They're going to let it run? There's, there's not going to be fucking college football this year. And you know what? There's probably not going to be pro fucking football either. But we can't face it. We can't, yeah. we can't face the facts. And it it's becomes some sort of, happen. it becomes sort of manhood or masculinity test that these guys are complete pussies because they won't man up. Well, you know, and, and that's so, what, that's what, it's so ridiculous. Ass, so Assface McGee, ass yeah. Assface McGee gets in there, play college football. He tweets it out in giant letters and says so. And then of course says inaccurate lie number 7,412 of the last week, which is, well, these are young, strong men. They're not going to get it, and if they do, it won't matter. And we already have all these documented cases of college football players who've gotten really, really sick from the virus and who have profound heart damage. Right. But Donald Trump doesn't give a shit about them. No, it's He's not. Well, that's not going to hit him down the road for twenty or thirty years, Brad. We've already established with the now, NFL they're never going to play again. The, right the, now. The, if they have some sort of enlarged heart problem or whatever, it's not going to. It's not going to cause an early death until they're what forty-five or fifty. And I, you know, and we've chose in the NFL. We've shown over a number of years now that's changed. That we don't give a shit what happens to you now. And somehow, if you have a brain injury that causes you to have early death at the age of fifty or fifty-five, yeah, we don't care. Now that again has changed over the past ten years or so but that's how we felt for a while and and then jim jordan the dickhead from ohio gets in and he says america needs college football that was the tweet from jim jordan who should really stf you he really at this point needs to stf you what america needs is a real president who wants to keep america safe and quit tweeting bullshit jim the guy that you've been defending for three and a half years america does not need college football america will do just fine without college football and you guys i don't understand which part of our soul as americans have we lost if we don't have unpaid people who we don't give a shit about getting degrees hitting each other on grass which part of our heritage are we foregoing then brad i just think that we're long past the point where we realize that the right thing that should have been done six months ago five months ago maybe even in in april could still could have been done that a president could have shown tough, difficult, but necessary leadership by saying, here's what we're going to do. We're going to shut it down, to quote President Bartlett. We're going to shut it down for two or three months, and we're going to crush this curve, and then we're going to be so careful about reopening. And if we do, by late summer, early fall, we think we can really get this back into shape and we saw what they did in china which is an authoritarian regime but we don't have to do it that way we're americans god damn it and we can do it the right way but it's going to take sacrifice for a couple of months by we would be looking backwards at those couple months right now wouldn't we oh absolutely we really would be thinking about the ohio state michigan game this year wouldn't we we could be thinking about that but now we can't we've lost that opportunity and uh, uh, I, I don't know how you, you can't bring that moment back because we're still at a thousand plus deaths a day and we still have community spread in, in all kinds of places all over the country. And Trump 
comes out every day at 5 o'clock and just lies off of his list that he buries his face in, which he doesn't even know what the fuck he's talking about. And he's he's trying to, to, to cherry-pick statistics that just are stupid and, and make no sense, but sound slightly, almost, but not really reasonable when he mumbles through them, as if uh, the fact that uh, some European countries are seeing... He'll say something. They had a 135% rise in cases in uh, Italy last week. Well, you know what? In, in Italy now, what that means is it went from uh, 60 cases to 140 cases. <laughs> when we have 10,000 a day, but that is 135% rise. And he uses that. And, of course, the unwashed, stupid people who who don't ever fact check that shit, they might actually believe it. But I think that... He is uh, making Lyndon Johnson's credibility gap uh, seem like just a little walk in the park. I think he's lost so much credibility if he had any, which he never did. It's dead. With people that support they know and they know their kids aren't going back to school and they know there isn't going to be college football and they know that their jobs may not be ever coming back again because the restaurant closed. So. It's, and all of this is in the service of what? So that Nick Saban can make $9 million? So that CBS Viacom can make their ad revenue? So Disney can make their ad revenue? I mean, come on! This is absolutely nuts! And these are, again, these are children who are not being compensated for their services. Even, I, I can't get, I can't even stress that enough. We're working with a, a corrupt system anyway. People can talk about how great college football, and yes, it has changed a lot of people's lives for the better. But for every one of those, I can show you five or six where it ruined their lives, where these people were exploited. They weren't made to go to class. No one cared about them getting a degree, and they were cast to the side. I don't understand. How are you going to have um, a large university? And, of course, now we don't have to worry about the ones in the, on the West Coast or in the Midwest and the Big Ten this happening. But let's just pick one close to us. Oh, Clemson. That's a great one. Pick one. Are there going to be no people on campus, okay, except football players and the coaches and the the guy who, who uh, does the laundry for the team, and they're going to play every Saturday so that there can be a TV show? Yeah. So that Dabo can make, Dabo Dabo can make you $6 million bucks. Yeah, they're going to get tested all the time. And the guy that works at the BMW plant down the street, he's going to be able to have his box so he can take his uh, clients up there and watch the game. It, it, it just it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's insanity. And, and, and again, the, the only question that really matters is what's the accept? Again, the, I'll just cut to the, the bone on this thing. What's the acceptable number of dead people from playing college football? How many how many 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds would you say would be an acceptable number to okay. die from COVID-19 to make it worth that? it? I have an answer. The answer is, as long as the uh, number of people who die or get deathly ill or have a lifetime of disability from COVID is less than the uh, number of predictable uh, uh, CTE injuries and actual injuries on the field that may cause paralysis or death, as long as that number stays below that, we got to play. How about that? What a great what a, that's a great formula. Thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm a statistics major. Brad and Brit.com.